This is the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Barstool Talk Daily. Except it's really early in the morning and no booze. For the most part. Wonderful work week. No! Wake up, El Paso. Buzz Adams is back. Okay. Are you done? Let's get back to work. Showtime only on 95.5 KLAQ. Thank you. Good morning and welcome everybody to the show for this Monday morning. We're beginning a brand new week. It's already August the 15th. The Dallas Cowboys have already played their first preseason game. They got two more until the regular season uh, kicks off. And we have a lot that we have coming up on the show today. There's a lot to talk about. We'll go around and uh, get your day set here in just a second. Uh, Nico, I told Megan and I told Joanna, and now I'm telling you, uh, tomorrow's the day that I have a routine medical procedure. Oh, yeah. It starts at 9 o'clock, and they're going to have to knock me out. And then starting at about... Like two hours, I got to fast for an, an entire day, which uh, that's the part that I don't like. Mm. And they give you this gallon of mixed, oh, you're some col- kind of drink. Your colonoscopy. Yeah, you know, I was trying to be a little more delicate, but if you want to jump right out there, I mean, it's something that don't they recommend men should start having these by the age of, I don't want to give out misinformation here, but they say you need to start having one. I'm, I'm waiting for you to jump in here because... Oh, well, definitely by your age. Oh, okay. I think it's, fi- I think it's 50, but I, again, don't take my medical <laughs> Whatever advice. age well, buzz is. I know that... Whatever age buzz is, but like five years ago, he probably should have started. They did, they, they did say, oh, you, you should have already done this by now. So whatever it is, is younger than I, than I am. That's true. So... so I can't eat or drink anything except this drink they give you, which basically... You know, flushes you out real good. Roto Rooter. It is a procedure that they put you under for, so I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> uh, uh, so I will not be here tomorrow at all. Well, no, the procedure starts and you know at nine, and I got to get there a little early, so won't be the same without you, Buzz. Well, don't look at me like that. Won't be the same without you. Yeah, well, you'll, you'll muddle through and I'll be back Wednesday. <laughs> How about that? Best of. What is tinnitus, Nico? Medical quiz of the day. What is tinnitus? Tinnitus is uh, ringing in the ears. Yes. T-I-N-N-U-S. Tinnitus. Well, if you have ringing in the ears, researchers in New Zealand... They say they've come up with a new smartphone therapy. That's right. There's an app that can take care of your chronic tinnitus. 
They're waiting on FDA approval and say an app could be available in just six months. You don't have tinnitus? I imagine that this many years with headphones on. Um, no, I, I wouldn't say chronic ringing in the ears, but every now and then I'll hear like a high-pitched whine. Yeah, it doesn't that mean someone's talking about you? What? I thought I thought that you, your ears were burning. I thought that, that was happened. the medical definition. Oh, Ow, my ears hurt. Somebody's talking about Somebody's me. Talking about me. <laughs> or someone's thinking about you, maybe. Hey, let's uh, bring this up. One of the big stars in Major League Baseball, Fernando Tatis Jr. Last week we were talking about. It looks like he's going to be sent down for physical rehabilitation. He's going to be with the Chihuahuas for at least part of the time. And yeah, it was rumored that he was possibly going to be here by the end of last week, right? Like for, with a rehab assignment. Yeah, but um, Fernando Tatis Jr. has been suspended for eighty games over a positive PED test. So yeah. I guess that's going to remove any trip to El Paso that he might have had coming up. Not going to make it this year. Nope, 80-game suspension without pay. Um, how was your weekend? Nico, you had a lot of comedy um, fulfillments this weekend? Many comedy fulfillments this weekend, yes. Well, I mean, That's the weirdest way of saying it. <laughs> but you had, you had places you were supposed to be, and I'm, I guess I'm asking... Did did you make it to him? I did make okay. it to them. <laughs> I opened for Polar Bear Gonzalez on Friday in Las Cruces. I uh, had my mic on Saturday and was hanging out with Ty uh, Rivera most of the weekend. Okay, so it was a comedy-filled weekend for you. It was, yeah. We cannot decide, and I'm trying to be as respectful and delicate about this as we can, but just based on the information that we've been getting for the last several days, and especially the past 24 hours, is... Anne Heche dead or is Anne Heche alive? Because they reported on Friday that she had, she had passed. But then it said it, she was taken off life support yesterday. Uh, so, well, you can be I, taken off life support but not die immediately. Yeah, I don't, I don't think she did. But it does. Now it is saying that she, she, she is, is no dead more. Now, yeah. But they were keeping her um, organs alive so that they could harvest them for a donation. Okay, they said they were keeping her organs alive. She was declared brain dead on Friday, and um, multiple organs will be donated. Um, she was facing a possible felony DUI charge, but in light of this, they've dropped the investigation. But prior to her death, it was reported she'd been under the influence of cocaine, possibly fentanyl. When she crashed her car into a house and caused a serious fire, and Hainsch was 53 years old. And Ellen DeGeneres uh, finally sent out a message. Ellen DeGeneres famously dated Anne Hainsch from 1997 to 2000. Here's what Ellen tweeted. This is a sad day. I'm sending Anne's children, family, and friends all my love. Uh, so we believe now we can say with some confidence that Anne Hainsch has passed. Uh, let's find out what else is going on and get a preview of what's coming up on the show. Let's throw it over to Joanna Barba, who always has our entertainment news every morning. So, Joanna in entertainment, what do we have coming up this morning? Michelle Branch was arrested for allegedly attacking her husband, Patrick Carney. This comes after she issued a statement that she was totally devastated when she found out that Patrick was cheating on her. All right. Ooh. 
Oh, you don't have the, uh, you're not going to, you'll talk about the arrest and the yeah. mugshot and that's, everything else. That's what we're doing here, right? Like, it's just a tease. Um, <laughs> there's more to it. There's a lot more to it, which I will tell you about in entertainment. All right, well, maybe you can help me out with this. Who is Michelle Brain? Because <laughs> you're everywhere to me. I'm, no. Honestly, never heard that before. Is that like it from was big in two thousand four, two thousand three? Oh, I just know it from White Chicks. It didn't come out in White Chicks. Oh, I'm sure at some point in that movie that song came out. Really? Yeah. Um, did she have any other songs that I might recognize? Because I do not recognize. Could recommend. you look me in the ear? No, my eyes. And my tell eyes? me yeah. that you're happy now. <laughs> yeah. This is an entire. <laughs> Expanse she of music spoke to my generation that I am un- completely unaware. Would, would you say was she like a, an Avril Lavigne type? Kind of, yeah, yeah a little bit, a, a little p- less a more punk. Pop. Yeah, I, I honestly you know could tell of you anything. Santana, the band Santana. Yes. Yeah. Okay, she did a song with them, and it was called "Game of Love." Was that on that? One where everybody was singing and Carlos Santana's playing guitar. Yes. And it had that one with Rob Thomas. Mm hmm. The, the same album? Yes. Oh, so she's she's been around that long then. Yeah. She's been around since the 90s? <laughs> Not the 90s, but yeah. I don't know. When did that Santana album come out? I don't know, man. It must have been like 2000. I don't have the entire discography in yeah, front of me. She was definitely early, early, early 2000s. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Better Call Saul wraps up tonight. The series finale of Better Call Saul is tonight on AMC. And I, I suppose it's probably just going to dovetail right into Breaking Bad. I don't know about that. I watched the first season of Better Call Saul and then quit in the second season. Um, in news, what do we have coming up, Megan, in news this morning? Well, I've got some update on this Alec Baldwin story. Uh, looks like the FBI has concluded... Was it the FBI? Uh, the story says FBI. Yeah, the FBI. <laughs> I've been talking so much about the FBI. I'll mesh it right. together. But uh, they've concluded that he definitely pulled the trigger. So I will give you all the details on that. Ooh. Why don't they just make, if it's a pretend gun, why don't they just make it so that it doesn't... It's not a... The, I don't think it's a pretend gun. Oh, it's a real no, it's gun. it's a real gun. But, you know, there's handlers that... You know, they're, 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 it's, very, it's a very organized production, obviously, this situation. There were... Um, a lot of complaints beforehand, and not great, not great. So now the FBI is saying somebody pulled a trigger, and it was obviously Alec Baldwin. Yeah, well, they did, and, and well, listen. Because he like, was like, claiming, I never tease, pulled the trigger. It just went off in my hand, and I never pulled a trigger. Which isn't, you know, abnormal for that to happen with older prop guns like that. D- d- well, I don't know about prop guns, but if it's, well, right, if it's an yeah. actual gun that was made to be used as a gun, they haven't made them where they go off in your hand no. for like 150 years. Right, so, right. Well, all the details on that. Um, also, Salmon Rush T. He was the one Oh, you took my that. news. Well, take it. I, listen, I'll punt it. I'll punt it. I'll punt it. Okay, I'll now, now Salmon Rush T uh, is expected to pull through, but yeah. it was really dicey there for a while. He got stabbed, it sounds like, multiple times and even... He might lose an eye out of this, but Salman Rushdie, for younger people, Nico, do you want to explain the historical significance of Salman Rushdie? He wrote the Satanic Verses. Uh, it's widely considered blasphemous by Muslims and Islam at large. I believe Iran's uh, 
the Ayatollah, Ayatollah, original Ayatollah Khomeini put out a fatwa on Salman Rushdie, who said, "If you get a chance, kill this mm-hmm. dude." Yeah. He was in hiding, right? For uh, he was he was in hiding. He spent about ten years in government, a complete yeah. hiding. Yeah, going under a fake name and everything. But uh, so he is uh, an author, Muslim by birth, mm-hmm. and he wrote this uh, satanic verses, which was such an insult, I guess, to the religion of Islam that the Ayatollah put out a, uh, you know, a, a fatwa, a, de- uh, a, a death sentence. Yeah. And somebody ran on stage and stabbed him as he was about to give a speech. The speech was about how America is a, is a safe haven for people who might uh, run afoul of the authorities in other countries over free speech issues. So, I mean, that's kind of... Yeah. Hit the nail on the mm-hmm. head, right? Mm-hmm. He was also married to Padma Lakshmi, top chef. Anyone knows top chef? With that chef? beautiful hair? Wait. Yes. He was married to her? Beautiful. Yeah, they were married. Someone rushed oh, yeah, he was married to Padma Lakshmi? him well. Look at that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, it sounds like it was a pretty serious attack. Yeah. And, but it does sound like he will... He will survive his injuries. So we'll have an update on that coming up here before too long. We're going to get into today in sound clips. We got our big Monday show, and we're ready to tear the top off of it and just start digging through the box. That's right. Yeah. Monday. But I'm totally going to fake enthusiasm because it's Monday, the worst day of the week. Sounds like someone has a case of the Mondays. Back to work. Back to work. Everybody. Work, 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 work. So back to work. Welcome to the work week. No more. It takes everything you got just to start your day. Your microwave from breakfast food. Such but it is cheap. Go to work, make money, honey, so your kids can eat. It is the work week. Welcome to the work week. More coffee's what you need, 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 need. Can I get you some coffee? Mondays make you scream. Ah, oh, crap. Holy crap. I don't hate it. I just don't like it at all. And it's terrible. Hey, it's Daniel Paulus. I'll be along starting at 3. We're getting set for today in sound clips. I want to take a look at El Paso weather real quick because we don't have any rain in the forecast today. But tomorrow and then middle part of the week, we're looking at a wall of uh, rain and thunderstorms moving into the forecast. Starting with Monday, mostly sunny, 98. Not really any rain in the forecast. Mostly sunny on Tuesday, 91 for the high temperature. Overnight Tuesday into Wednesday, we're looking for a 70 to 85% chance of rain. So that means a a majority of the coverage area is going to see some rainfall overnight going into Wednesday morning. Going to see continued showers throughout the day Wednesday. And then a chance of rain, it looks like, every day right on through the rest of the week of the weekend. So good chance we're going to get some uh, precipitation in El Paso. And it looks like it's going to be over most of the coverage area uh, a few days. So enjoy today. Enjoy tomorrow. Looks like we have chance of rain every day starting on Wednesday. El Paso weather brought to you by Painted Dunes Desert Golf Course. You can set up all your tee times and reservations online at PaintedDunes.com or you can just give them a call, 915-821-2122. That's 821-2122 for Painted Dunes Desert Golf Course. 
We've got the rest of this week and the weekend for you to get signed up for a flyaway trip. KLAQ and BMG Music want to send you to see Iron Maiden in Denver, Colorado. The winner of this trip gets airfare for two, hotel accommodations for two nights, tickets to the show, commemorative tour t-shirts, and also $500 spending cash. Um, So if you want to win this every day, including this Saturday and Sunday, three times a day we're going to give out code words. I'll even kind of zoom in and tell you around which time of day. First code word is going to be at around 10.15, the second one at 2.15 p.m., and the third one at 5.15 p.m. When you hear those code words, just tap the Rocky Mountain Maiden button on the KLAQ app. Once you've hit that button, enter the code, and you're set. You're registered to win. The more codes you are able to enter in, the more entries you have. It's all brought to you by the brand-new Earl of Sandwich, the sandwich that started it all, now open with their first location in El Paso at 3581 North Zaragoza. So every day this week, including Saturday and Sunday, a chance for you to win this trip to see Iron Maiden in Denver. September 17th is the date of the concert. Let's go ahead and get into today in sound clips. And now... Going to look at the Mocho calendar and daily almanac of events to let you know everything uh, exciting going on today. Let me give you a quick preview. Loudwire Nights tonight. We had another one of these where we asked the listeners to vote on their three favorite songs by a band. Now we've got the results. We ask you to vote on Stone Temple Pilots' three best songs. And uh, Tony is going to lead off with those three songs that you voted best from Stone Temple Pilots tonight. What songs? Well, Plush, Core, Interstate Love Song, (laughs) kind of partial to that one. What's the one that goes, I am feeling like a rose that somebody gave me on my Dead and bloated. Dead and bloated. (laughs) There you go. Dead and bloated. Uh, that is all tonight on Loudwire Nights. We're going to start up our Cowboy Flyaway trips. Your chance to win a Cowboys touchdown flyaway to see a Cowboys home game. We've got nine total trips to give away. We want to send you to Dallas for a Cowboys game this season powered by Miller Light and arranged by 915 Tours. Airfare, hotel, we've got a meet and greet and a tailgate. Registration starts today. So we will be giving you all the locations today. You can find out more about it by going to klaq.com. Nine total trips to see the Cowboys play at home. You must be 21 or older and a Texas resident to enter. It's the Dallas Cowboys touchdown flyaways powered by Miller Lite. Special arrangements by 915 Tours and courtesy of 95.5 KLAQ. Get full details and rules at klaq.com. So it, I don't know when they officially said Anne Hache is deceased, but it seemed like they made a lot of announcements over the weekend. You know, there, when when she had the wreck and they pulled her out of the wreckage, one of the helicopter cams, we're talking about actors Anne Hache who had a wreck a week ago Friday, two wrecks actually. She ran into, she a ran house. into houses. I'm not even sure that's considered a wreck. 
uh, well, whatever was going on, she was not okay, but there was a, a, a helicopter shot that was showing them taking a body out on a stretcher. It looked like the body was covered, you know? Do they only do that with... With deceased persons, no. Well, for that, you put a you put a, a sheet on everybody. I thought it looked kind of like a body bag almost, but I could have no, been wrong about that. You are wrong about that. It was, okay. a, it was a sheet. Okay. <laughs> was a, this was a but sheet. there was a moment there where she gets up into a a seated position. She was probably in excruciating amounts of pain. It looked like her well, back was really red at that time. I remember thinking, okay, it looks like she's going to be okay. Right? I know. I kind of thought that. You too. thought, okay, well, yeah. as bad as this is, maybe nobody gets seriously hurt out of all of this. But mm-hmm. I guess she had already, like, a lot of damage was done. Brain damage was done from lack of, lack of oxygen. So they were just keeping her alive uh, to harvest her organs, which I guess is that's what the plan is now. But, but Anne Haish has, we believe, as much as you can, as cl- close to 100%, we're sure that Anne Haish is deceased. Why are you hedging your bets right now? Because there were a lot of, well, they pulled the plug and the headline might say Anne Hage dead at 53, but then it's like, well, technically she's not dead. And then they tell well, her Wikipedia already has her as died. So if you look up her, um, yeah, I think she, Google. she's, she's been, she's been off life support and has now officially, I don't think well, well, you know, Buzz, go full throat to just say, yes, she's dead. Anne Hage is deceased. Yes. She is. But did you see that thing where she raises up off the stretcher and didn't you think, yeah. oh, okay, she'll she'll probably pull through. Well, she, Nico, she had to be in, intub- intubated, right? She she so, did so have she, to be intubated and uh, mechanically ventilated later on. Is uh, that, but, so was she put, kind of put in a coma intentionally? Is that what that means? Uh, no, not necessarily. Um the, they could, you could be initially knocked out just to protect the airway um, with burns and stuff, and she might have had to go into surgery where they would have kept her like that. And that doesn't necessarily mean coma; that just means kind of sedated. So uh, the the coma kind of stuff would have happened when she comes out of mm-hmm. surgery. Uh, probably wasn't conscious, and they probably had a lot to to do on her still. So they kept her, you know, intubated and then, you know, essentially on a coma. Here is a story that I want to share with you. It's all about. Uh, doing things for the principle of the thing and sticking to your guns and never compromising all over 25 cents. So after 22 years and 120 court hearings, a lawyer in India got a ruling in his favor that the train company is going to have to pay him 25 cents plus interest. Comes out to just (laughs) over $3 total. If you ever heard anybody say the phrase, I don't care about the money, it's the principles. It's the principles of them. I wonder how much money he's spent in court costs. <laughs> a, well, he's a lawyer, so maybe that's oh, okay. going to cut down yeah. a little bit on it. But a 66-year-old lawyer in India just won a lawsuit that he filed 22 years ago, meaning this guy was 44 when, when this happened. <laughs> he was fighting over a quarter. In 1999, he bought two train tickets for a short trip through northern India. Combined, they only cost 70 rupees, or about 88 cents. So he gave the train station cashier a 100 rupee note. But they didn't give him back the correct change. He got 10 rupees back. They should have given him 30. So he told the cashier. The cashier refused to give him the rest of the money. So the dude... Feels like he got shortchanged by 25 cents. 
sued the train company for 20 rupees or about 25 cents. Over the last 22 years, he's gone to 120 court hearings. Even his family begged him just to drop it. It was only 25 cents, but he wouldn't do it. And a judge finally ruled in his favor. The company has to pay him the 25 cents plus 12% interest a year on the 25 cents. So a little over $3. Judge also ordered the company to pay him an extra $188 in fines. So after pursuing this for 22 years, looks like he's walking away with a grand total of about 190 bucks. You respect this guy, don't you? This is the kind of thing that you're like, man. I do not, and I'll tell you why. It violates the first principle of the law of the path of least resistance. If it's just 25 cents, man, just let it go. <laughs> <laughs> you're causing yourself way, way more aggravation and expense, right? Mm-hmm. Even if it didn't cost him anything to go to court, which it probably did, you had to get there, you had to get back, you had to, you know, why put yourself through this, huh? Mm-hmm. So The way you said rupees sounds like Laszlo, by the way. Rupees. <laughs> Is there anybody out there That's named... That's Nandor. Yeah, you... R- Laszlo. Rupees. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> I, get, I get Nandor and Laszlo. <laughs> 20 rupees, or about 25 quid. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go ahead and get to our Mo Show calendar and daily almanac of events and find out what is going on. It is August the 15th. Today's best friend's day. Oh, I'm going to tell my best friend. Oh, thank friend. you, buddy. <laughs> well, after the show, I'm going to call Matt Kaplan. Whatever, <laughs> Today is National Leathercraft Day and uh, National Relaxation Day. Yeah, put it on a Monday, why don't you? Yeah. Today's National Thrift Shop Day and also National Back to School Prep Day. Our kids have been in for two weeks. You yeah. forget that that's, that's yeah. relatively new for us. Most schools are just now going back or yeah, will not, be going not back soon. Here, though. Not, not in this area. Jennifer Lawrence is, ha- is having a birthday today. Katniss from the Hunger Games and Mystique in the X-Men movies. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence is 32 today. One of the Jonas brothers, Joe Jonas, is 33. And Ben Affleck, who may be back as Batman if that Flash movie ever gets released, mm-hmm. kind of all depends on on what the uh, what's the dude's name who plays the Flash, Ezra Miller. It kind of depends on what Ezra Miller does with his life. But Ben Affleck is fifty today. Anthony Anderson, who played Dre on Blackish, is fifty-two. And actress Deborah Messing from Will and Grace. 54. Pat Priest is 86 today. She played Marilyn Munster on The Munsters. And that was great because they all looked like, I guess, Herman was a Frankenstein and Lily was, what, what the, the hell were like they? Elmire, uh, like Elmira, a vampire lady yeah. and everybody was freaky except for Marilyn who was just like gorgeous. Yeah. But the running joke was... Oh, she'll never find a husband. She's, we've got to keep her indoors. She's so ugly. She scares the animals in the neighborhood. And they were all Frankensteins and crap. Uh, she will have a cameo 
in next month's Rob Zombie remake. So happy 86th birthday to Pat Priest. 83 years ago on this date, the year 1939, The Wizard of Oz premiered at Grauman's Chinese Theater. Excuse me, Grauman's Asian American Theater in Hollywood. See? Yeah, very respectful. I'm catching, <laughs> I'm catching myself now. And 53 years ago, in 1969, the Woodstock Music and Art Fair opened for three groovy days. This was uh, in Bethel, New York, near Woodstock. Over 400,000 people attended. It was pretty peaceful. There was some bad brown acid going around. So they had to get a, hey, be careful. There's some bad brown acid going around. Stay away from the brown acid. <laughs> Those were the mic announcements. Is that why all my friends are posting things like Woodstock 94? Oh, that's Kevin. He put up his his uh, badges from Woodstock 94. Uh, that's what it was. <laughs> now, this was the original Woodstock in 1969. There's a, uh, I think Netflix something Woodstock '99. Yeah, 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 yeah. I watched a little bit of the that. original Firefest. Yeah. And um, today's National Back to School Prep Day. Um, my kids, well, I only have one that's still in school, <laughs> but my kid went back to school two weeks ago. El Paso and most of the area schools have already been back for two weeks, but that is not the case everywhere. There are plenty of schools that are still either going back this week or maybe next week. Uh, but here's a back-to-school reminder for you. Well, hey, folks, it's uh, Joe Biden, and it's the it's the time, <laughs> the time with the going back to school. Well, uh, get everything you need to go back to school at the Biden back-to-school sale, man. I've got all the stuff you need, all of it. Well, at least the stuff I needed when I went back to school. Uh, need an inkwell and a quill? Get them here, man. A what? Need a bindle and a, and a bindle stick? You know, a, a kerchief wrapped around a stick so you can carry your school books. I've got it, man. <laughs> what? on a backpack. But well, 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 what if it's cold? Well, I've got bread bags that you can wear over your feet, man. You know, for when it's cold outside and you have to walk 10 miles to school. Uphill both ways. I know what it's like. I just get a ride from my mom. So what are you waiting for? Hop on the rotary phone and ask the operator to connect you with me, <laughs> Joe Biden, with the Biden back to school sale. It's happening now. To call the Buzz Adams Morning Show, call our new phone number. 915-910-4995. Use that number to participate in the show or play KLAQ on-air contests. You spend one-third of your life in bed, so don't overlook one of the most common and addressable solutions for sleeping better, your mattress. I'm Joanna Barber from the Buzz Adams Morning Show. And with summer leaving us soon, a good night's rest helps us make the most of those summer days. But not all sleep is equal. You need restful sleep to get all the benefits of quality sleep. Sleeping over Sleep IQ technology can help you with that because it's definitely helped me because waking up at 4 in the morning for the show is not that easy. But after adjusting my sleep number to a 40, it has helped my Sleep IQ score go up to a 60, which definitely helps waking up with waking up at 4 in the morning. So why choose proven quality sleep from Sleep Number? Because every great day starts the night before. And now don't miss Sleep Number's weekend special where all smart beds are on sale. Save 50% on the Sleep Number 360 limited edition smart bed plus special financing sale ends today, August 15th. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details and find out how good you could be sleeping this summer when you visit them at the Fountains of Pharaoh in the Promenade next to the USAA Credit Union.
check in El Paso weather for this week. Uh, mostly sunny today. Doesn't look like we'll get any rain today. 98 for the high temperature. A little chance of rain tomorrow afternoon, but it's overnight, Tuesday into Wednesday. That's when we're seeing this block of rain coming through. So mm. looking at uh, uh, 60 to 80% chance of rain. Keep in mind, that doesn't mean there's so a 20 means there's per- like, yeah. Yeah, 20% chance it's not going to rain, right? Boy, I was going off the wrong impression of what the chances of rain meant for up until just a couple of years ago. And then Chuck DeBroder explained it to me. So when they say, let's say they're, they're going to say there's an 80% chance of rain. That doesn't mean there's a 20% chance we'll get no rain. What it means is for the coverage area, 80% of that coverage area is going to get rain. So we definitely want to get rain. Yeah, I think so. I think that's what that means. And then we're seeing a good chance of rain here for the remainder of the week and on through the weekend. Not today, though. Looks like you can get out and enjoy mostly sunshine. Uh, A little on the warm side, 98 for the high temperature. Here's something that I think is kind of interesting. They ask people who work as cashiers or at checkout lines or at the drive through window, hey, uh, what is something you judge people for secretly when they when they check out? Do you ever wonder, gosh, I wonder what the cashier thinks about what I'm buying here? Yeah. Do you really? So I ask sometimes. Hey, what do you think about <laughs> What do you think about this? Yeah. Got some zip ties and some lube and some uh, surgical gloves. Right. Got a shovel. <laughs> What do you make of all this? No, just like what? What's going through the cashier's mind when they're checking you out? And guess what? A bunch of cashiers responded. Um, so we're going to get to that coming up in just a few minutes. You know, I feel like that comes up a lot for for, pe- for, for probably kids in high school who are buying maybe uh, I don't know the like a better way to say it. condoms. Yeah, condoms. And they're always like, are they going to judge me for this? Is this going to be like? I guess they should congratulate yeah, they should. you because you're doing <laughs> right. You're doing what they tell you. Look, if you're going to go out and have sex, make sure you it's safe. You guys were talking about how Walmart is down to they only have a couple of lanes where they have somebody who'll check you out, and it just so happens I, I was at Walmart yesterday. I walked. It seemed like I walked a mile past everybody self checking, you know. And then you get down. The good thing was they had. Four cashiers working, and uh, but the lines weren't long. So, oh, nice. But the lines were long for the self-checkout. At some point, it's like, wait, wait, don't I get out quicker by going to the one where there's the shorter line? <laughs> also, I feel like I would never say this to, to somebody, but it's like, you know, you can thank me for you still having a job. Because look at all these yahoos checking themselves out. I'm sitting here waiting in your line so that you can... <laughs> You can have a job. I like the self-checkout. That's I like the self-checkout line if I got an, uh, like a bag of groceries, not, not like a full cart. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, that's reasonable. They did a, re- a big overhaul. It's mostly self-checkout now at Walmart. Didn't they say they were like losing a lot of merchandise that way and that they might like... They're prosecuting people for theft a lot lot higher rates. There was a story out of, I think, Arizona. I think they Mm -hmm. were really cracking down on people who didn't scan all their objects. Mm -hmm. I was there yesterday and I got, like, you know, alert beeped at a couple times. It'll beep at you if it thinks thinks you didn't scan an item. It's a little stressful. It's a little stressful. It beeps at you? Yeah, that's what happened to me yesterday. 
gave me a loud, aggressive red light beep. Why? I think it gives for you, not it's an scanning alert. something, no, or like a, you scanned it twice. The, I wonder. I mean, if I'm that's if another thing I worry about. Fast, what if I you know? what if I scan something <laughs> twice? Does the machine know not to charge me twice for it? What do you mean the machine? <laughs> Does the machine have you used a computer, dude? There's a screen that tells you every item you 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 just scanned. Okay. Yeah, but what if you accidentally scan you, one twice? You can remove it. How? <laughs> On the screen, you go remove. Yeah. And suddenly, that now no, it's too complicated. I don't think it's that simple. <laughs> Joanna, do you check out yourself usually, or I had to do that, or yesterday. do you get other people to check you out? <laughs> I, usually, I usually like to have other people check, check me, me out. out. No, but which lane do you use? Uh, well, yesterday I had to use self checkout. Was it stressful? There for you? was only four. With cashiers open and they were full. And while they're really pushing it for me to use the self checkout, mm-hmm. and all I had were some hot Cheeto puffs, so <laughs> I went to the self checkout. And was it stressful? No, but I mean, I didn't enjoy any moment of it. <laughs> Megan, have you ever checked out a store? There's a few of them in town, and it's actually a chain. I've seen them in other cities too, but it's called Black Fridays. Like, uh, tell by the look on your face, I don't think you have. I have not. Uh-huh. They have them in other places, but they have, like, different names. Black They're not Fridays? always Black Fridays. Well, yeah. What is it? <laughs> I guess they get a bunch of closeout stuff or, you know, maybe stuff that had minor flood or fire damage or whatever. <laughs> I like to and call them rejected Amazon things. Re- I get the feeling that it's a lot of that because sometimes you can almost tell that it was in some some Amazon packaging. Yeah. <laughs> However they get this stuff, they just put it out in these troughs. Is the only mm. way to describe it. Troughs full and of then merchandise. Megan, they have like days where on the first day that they unload all this inventory, it's like eight dollars. Everything's and then as the same the, price. As the days get closer to you know the next shipment, well, I think it's ten. They go on, down to like five dollars, one dollar, two dollars. Yeah, there's yeah. A, so I went yesterday. It's six dollars on Sunday. Anything you get, but. It's like, oh, let me check out this jigsaw puzzle, which is open, and clearly somebody's torn into the bag, and I don't know if all the pieces are there. Well, how about this? Is, is it a, like a Goodwill? Have you never been to Black Fridays before? No, I'm not a I shopper. I love Black Fridays. The clothing <laughs> section is kind of like a Goodwill, uh, but then it's like, oh, these little miniature cans of Pringles. Let me get to the, except that it's open and somebody's taken out several of them. There's so Black much junk. To, the one I go to is pretty cool. Everything is usually sealed. I got my cat, like, this thing that you stick on the corner so that they can, like, scratch themselves. It's great. <laughs> when you're there, like, on a six day, $6 Sunday, you're thinking, wait a minute. Is this would I pay six dollars for this if it were at a regular store, or am I saving anything? What made you think of Black Fridays after the che- the Walmart checkout line? Just yeah, my day question. yesterday, I did both of those things. <laughs> so I went to Black Fridays and I went to Burlington for a while. Now, all went to the cigar store. I ran errands. Yeah, yeah, you did your favorite things. Yeah, you called Sunday. Joanna every day of the weekend. He called me to be like, "Hey, you want to hang out?" Did you hang out with No, him? I was busy this whole weekend. Well, at one point I said, well, maybe I'll come to check out your open mic. Mm-hmm. An old sheep. And then the second room. I said, oh, he's, what side of town? That's Lee Trevino. Yeah, yeah probably not. <laughs> no, probably not <laughs> happening. 
I was, was going to tell you, at Walmart, though, they have those cameras that are watching you check out the entire time. Then they should see the look of distress oh, they, they do. have on me. They do. Like, and, I don't know what I'm doing. And they will catch you if you accidentally just don't swipe you'll, and just put it in your bag. Like, the yeah, cameras are watching. I, that's what, when I got beeped at was when I thought yeah, that that happened. But if you, I mean, I'm just sitting here. How could you trick the Walmart security if you were a person who wanted put your finger over the the barcode and then scan it so it, to the camera it looks like you're scanning it with the barcode and if it doesn't ring I, I mean I don't know I'm sure people I'm, sure, they I, have, I'm yeah. sure there are people who've come up with all kinds of creative ways to get stuff mm-hmm. through the self jackout line without paying for it right baggy pants <laughs> well that's at that point you don't even need to go through the line <laughs> Do you want to hear some neckline calls? Yeah. Yes. All right. We've gotten a few neckline calls since Friday. Remember, you can call and leave a message for the morning show on the toll-free neck, neckline. That number is 844-805-NECK, 844-805-6325. I did just see that a call came through, and I always like to give priority to calls that come in the studio. So that number into the studio is 915-910-4995-910-4995. And let's talk to... I gotta, ben. Let's talk to Ben. Hi, Ben. What's up, oh, Ben? Hey, Ben. Yeah, what's yeah, going on? I, know. I was calling. Yeah, I was calling in regards to the self checkouts at Walmart. <laughs> um, I use the checkout self checkouts all the time, and a couple of things that uh, they still have kind of like cashiers. They're not really cashiers, but what they do is lifeguards. I call them lifeguards. Totally. In case you're in there <laughs> and you're floundering, they'll jump in and try and help you out or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. So if you scan an item twice, for example, you know you flag them down. Hey, you know I scanned this item twice. You know, can you help me out? Um, so, so that's what they do at Walmart. I'm sure a lot of people already know, but the, well, the one thing I don't like about the self-checkout is especially the elderly people. And I feel bad for them because a lot of them don't know how to use computers or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so it, you still have somebody there, even though they're using the self-checkout, um, the person at the, uh, at the Walmart place, it, it checks out, uh, their items. And that's one thing. Huh? Yeah, that must what? be annoying. Like, you, an old person does the self-checkout, line, like Buzz, and that needs help from okay. the attendant. Right. I don't know what you guys... Let's define old here for a second. My mom no, no, no. has been using the self-checkout line at the Walmart in, our, in her hometown for, like, a couple of years now. And she seems to have it down. So she's older than I am, but I'm still kind of wary about going through this. Well, what he's saying is if the attendant has to come and help you and then end up putting inputting all of your groceries into the self-checkout that for you. That defeats the purpose. It defeats the entire purpose. It's a pain in the butt. Yes, it, it, it defeats the purpose. And uh, I go to the same Walmart all the time, and sometimes I see the same customers that use the self-checkout, and they, constantly, they still want to use you know, somebody, a person to help them out to check out their items. Maybe they're kind of gaming the system a little bit. It's like, I'm going to use the self-checkout, but then I'm going to claim I don't know what I'm doing. I'll get somebody to load my card up for me. Yeah, <laughs> and still get to use yeah, the checkout. I'm faster than all of you. <clears throat> all right. Thanks, Ben. Thanks, Ben. All right. Appreciate it. Well, that's another thing. If you go through the line, the person checking you out will put your stuff in a bag. Usually in the right, you know, certain things in certain bags. Yeah. I mess that up a lot. They're pros. Throw is in with right. the wrong, you know. Next thing you know, you got squished bread. 
Yeah, I got yeah, to totally. my ass with all these things. I got to put in bags. Yeah. God, when you only have five things, though, that self-checkout comes in so oh, handy. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, yeah. I only You're had hot totally. Cheeto puffs yesterday. Hey, so are you all going to just ignore uh, the social media or just ignore Tommy Lee's social media dong that was on there for about six to eight hours? I mean, come on. You guys got to talk about that. I think we I did think talk we about this a lot about his D. Yeah. I don't know about a lot, but we definitely mentioned that Tommy Lee took a picture of Oh, his... we talked a long time about it. A long, <laughs> long time about it. It was the recycler it. on Friday. Oh. It was a girthy conversation. I just got to say. Uh, <laughs> he put it on multiple social media and took it down from everything but Twitter. So as of Friday, it was still up there on Twitter. Can you I Twitter? will volunteer as tribute to check <laughs> if it's still on Twitter. <laughs> Oh, I'm surprised it's yes, not it your is. screensaver. <laughs> is it? Is it still there? Yeah, it's still there. Oh my goodness! Nice. Finally, thank you very much, Megan, for stepping in, for doing your thing, being smart about sports, and having all the facts, and you know, being very, very up to date of what's going on. Hey, this is a nice Aww. call about Megan. Aww. That's got to feel good, right? <laughs> I know you're gonna you're gonna ram me with something bad. I have no this. idea. I haven't listened to this. <laughs> I have not listened to this call. Uh, right, I, I'm the same way. If something starts off it's complimentary, I'm yeah. always buzz. Don't get your hopes up. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have a friend. My friend has a tattoo shop. Oh, I have concert tickets. Oh no! <laughs> oh, I see. I see no. where he's going right. with it. Yeah, doing. Oh, I know wrestling. You don't know wrestling. <laughs> Come on. You don't know what? No, no, no. I know you don't know wrestling. Oh, okay. Oh. You bring the facts, bring the facts. But look, thank you very much for bringing the real professional uh, radio media to the air. And the rest is trash. <laughs> Goodbye. L-I-F-A, I guess. What? <laughs> what? Well, thanks for the compliment. <laughs> Uh, I'll take it. I'll take it. Wait, what's he spelling? What is he spelling? Oh, no. Yeah, it might be something you don't want to spell out. Right. But we've already played it twice. (laughs) I'll check check it off the air. (laughs) I really don't know. (laughs) I don't... Yeah, I don't trust our callers. Could be anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, notice how that one started out great. And right. And then all of a sudden, she's throwing all. poor Sanchez under the bus. <laughs> and then I guess the rest of the show, too. Come on. And the rest of us yeah. are also trash. <laughs> right, got it. Uh, so w- Speaking of Sanchez, do you want to know what that bitch did the other day? <laughs> <laughs> no, what you do? <laughs> this chick has the audacity, but... Lisa, you mean. Lisa, to tell me, hey... Uh, I'm going to be going out of town next weekend to go see My Chemical Romance. Can you watch my dog? <laughs> Is this the tickets that you could, you didn't get? No, but I'm like, you want to go see My Chemical Romance while I sit in your house watching your dog? You don't even like and dogs. she's all like, I see how it sounds, yes. <laughs> I see how it sounds. So you doing it? No. Oh. I, I can't. Otherwise, I would have. She has nephews. I have a life, Buzz. <laughs> Although Lisa did text me this weekend with a joke that she was like... Did she tell you the joke Yeah, also? she told me the joke also. And she's like, I want to tell Buzz. To your I told her, I'm all... Don't tell dude, Buzz. If that's a joke you told in front of Buzz, he would like... He would steal Try it. to make you say it on air. <laughs> yeah. uh, can, can I hear it? No. Do you want to hear a joke? Later. 
Yeah, I want to hear a joke. Dad Joke Theater. Dad Joke Theater. Time for Dad Joke Theater. Woo! All right. Why are mountains so funny? Why? Because they're hill areas. (laughs) (laughs) The Buzz Adams Morning Show on News Headlines with Megan McCormick. All right, here is Megan with today's top stories. Good morning, Megan. Good morning, Buzz. The search warrant that prompted the FBI raid on former President Trump's home in Florida reveals he's suspected of violating the Espionage Act. In all, agencies 27 boxes of documents, including 11 sets of classified material. In case you missed it Friday, the warrant, which was unsealed, and it showed investigators were authorized to seize any documents or records with classified markings, including national defense information. It went on to claim Trump had top-secret documents and photos. In the days since, Trump has said all of the information that has been all of the information had been declassified and that they didn't need to seize anything. The thing is, there are procedures and documentation required for that, and that didn't appear to happen. But also, on the SCI-level material, documents that are only to be viewed in certain facilities can't just be declassified. Now, FBI agent Brian Fitzpatrick said he was very concerned about the safety of law enforcement officers. We're the world's oldest democracy, and the only way that can come unraveled is if we have disrespect for our institutions that lead to Americans turning on American. You know, before uh, before the former president settled on, oh, I declassified him, he tried. There were a lot of other spins. Uh, they're not there. They could have just asked me for him if they wanted him. Maybe they planted him. And besides, Obama took a lot more than I did. So it's just like shifting oh, every what the day. possible explanation almost every hour. I mean, sometimes you'd get different spins on this. But it got to the point where Trump was kind of admitting, yeah, I had I had documents. And I guess if we're being honest, the real question is, were these the kind of things that you just keep maybe as a memento or an oversight? Or are they the kind of things that you might use to profit from at some point, whether it's state secrets, mm-hmm. whether it's something, uh, some of it ha- pertained to the French president, Macron. Is it something you're going to blackmail somebody with? I mean, it could really- also be used against something that could be used against the former president as well. I mean, it, 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 there's a lot of dangerous sure. things that could happen you know, maybe with it's having a, that maybe some kind of cover up. But we Did don't you hear that that uh, categorization that Megan said though the C- uh, SCI and the top secret like what it's. It's called compartmentalized yeah. information. These are all terms that I assume, like me, you've heard over the past two or three days. Right? right. They're only yeah. yeah they can only be viewed in certain right. places. And you, you can not only can you not take it from, let's say, it's the White House, but it could also be the Pentagon or whatever. When you view it, it's got to be in a cer- secure location inside the whatever the building is. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Um, and it's 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 uh, categorized to the point where it's compartmentalized. So even. Uh, if you have top secret clearance in the government, if you're not read in on that specific information, then you don't get to know it. Uh, to that, I would counter. But what about Hillary's emails? <laughs> <laughs> but don't you think a lot of this is going to hinge on the way it's going to play out for the American people is like. All right. Was there was he trying to do something really, really shady, like, to you know, get rid of information or use information somewhere down the road that he thought might be helpful to him? Or is it. And I know this is going to sound crazy when you're talking about this level of high security. If it turns out to be trivial, I don't think, well, who knows? They might charge him either way. They might not charge him either way. Uh, but I think it's going to matter to a lot of people 
you know, what was the intent? What was he going to do with these? Why did he have them? Why did his lawyers sign a a sworn affidavit saying that they had turned over everything back in June? Uh, The funniest uh, thing was looking through all of the kind of Trump world reactions last week and then seeing how it immediately changed once new information came out. Right. Like, I think last Wednesday, Dana Perino said, short of the nuclear codes being written on these documents, I really don't understand how it could warrant this such, this kind of warrant. But we, and we don't even know Oh, I don't think there true, have to though. be the nuclear codes. <laughs> I don't even know if nuclear codes are the way they still... Well, my point is, it's, it ended up having to be related to that type of material anyway. It, it was nuclear material that they said that was part of the, the documents that he took. Documents pertaining to nukes in some way. But you know what I mean. Is this a smoking gun? Then they said <laughs> they didn't raid Trump enough. Monica Crowley said, so now they're saying Trump may have had our nation's most sensitive nuclear secrets, but they waited a year and a half to go get them. What's next? That he's hiding nuclear missiles under his bed? You know who Monica Crowley is? Uh, probably she just was a, a very, bottom feeder. She was a very... <laughs> young person when she worked for Nixon in the White House and she was kind of like his gal Friday but she was like 20. Wow, interesting. Uh, So when you see the name Monica Crowley. Well, just to kind of clarify what she's saying, the warrant was issued Friday and the the seizure took place on a Monday. So From the time the warrant was issued to the time they did it, it was only days. It was the weekend. Yeah. Okay. And then they're saying now Trump can declassify all of this on his own. Just by his mind. Yeah, I don't think that. I don't think they're going to find out that that's the case. Well, I mean, they might have claimed. They're that, arguing that there was a policy, an in-house policy, where every, anything he took to the residence automatically became declassified, auto declassified. That I have a similar policy. Anything that looks really delicious doesn't have any calories. <laughs> right. I that's agree. my policy. It's like, oh, that I looks agree. that eclair looks so good. <laughs> We're gonna say that it has zero calories. Why? Because I've just declassified. <laughs> Decarbify it. Yeah. New details on a second suspect in the New Mexico Muslim killings are coming to light. Federal prosecutors claim that the son of the suspect charged in the New Mexico Muslim killings also took part in the murders. New court documents put Shaheen Syed at the scene of the death of Naim Hussein along with his father, Mohammed Syed. The elder Syed is the prime suspect now charged in the death of the two Muslim men and is suspected of killing the two others. Investigators say one of the weapons used in the murders was also found in Shaheen Syed. Syed's bedroom. The younger Syed has not officially been charged, but is currently in custody for allegedly giving a fake address during a gun purchase last year. His cell phone pinged near the scene of the crime at the time that it happened. Prosecutors consider the younger Syed as a flight risk. Author Salman Rushdie is said to be improving after being taken off of a ventilator. Rushdie's agent has confirmed he's, quote, on the road to recovery after being seriously injured in a stabbing attack on Friday. According to reports, however, he suffered severed nerves, liver damage, and may lose an eye. The 75-year-old novelist was stabbed on Friday while speaking at an event in upstate New York. The suspect in the attack has been identified as 24-year-old Hadi Matar. He's being held without bail after pleading not guilty to attempted murder and and assault charges. Rushdie, which is who is internationally known for his 1988 book, The Satanic Verses, which was banned by Iran, and it's considered blas- how do you say that blasphemous blasphemous mm-hmm. to Islam to Islam in 1989. 
Khomeini of Iran issued a fatwa ordering Muslims to kill Rushdie for the book. It's been said that Rushdie has largely considered that past history. Right? Like, if I was him, I would think, oh, I'm in the clear by now. That was 40 years ago. Well, he was giving a public lecture, right? And he hasn't yeah. really been in hiding lately. And I think the Iranian government at some point canceled the fatwa. But, come on, once it's out there... You know, you should kill this guy if you want to. Yeah. If you want to get points in paradise or whatever. Right. Well, the events moderator Henry Reese is speaking out about the chaotic moments that ensued and why he thought the altercation was initially a prank. Didn't quite believe or didn't understand that it was anything more than that initially until I saw blood, and after that, you realize this is real. So there's some question about the level of security that this guy was on stage stabbing Salman Rushdie for a lot longer time before somebody went it up sounds- there to help him. And they're trying to explain why they thought maybe it was some kind of skit or some kind of prank. Uh, and we don't have a I, I haven't been able to find like a complete start to finish video, just clips of it. So. I haven't either. No, just just him getting uh rushed out of but there. the talk the topic of the talk was how the united states is a safe haven for people whose political opinions might get them killed in other countries and for this to happen that's ironic all that's it's, going on yeah fbi report on rust gun show uh, show the trigger had to be pulled in order for the gun to be fired the gun actor alec baldwin was holding in was holding in the fatal shooting on the Rust movie set could not have been fired without pulling the trigger here. I'm going to play really quick what he said. This was last year, right after the shooting. It wasn't in the script for the trigger to be pulled. Well, the trigger wasn't pulled. I didn't pull the trigger. So you never pulled the trigger? No, 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 no. I I would never point a gun at anyone and pull a trigger at them, never. What did you think happened? Do you think there's, there's something to be said? Some people are saying... Look, you CGI everything else. Just if it's got to look like real gunfire, CGI the gunfire and use just like a block of, you know, something that looks very authentic, like a gun or whatever. But don't use something that can really fire a projectile, even if it's, you know, blank wadding or whatever. One, it doesn't look as good. Two, I don't know if it's I wonder if the CGI is more expensive. Not more expensive than canceling your movie and having a wrongful death lawsuit on your hands. Right. Well, that's why that doesn't happen. I mean, it's not supposed to happen uh, ever. And that, this hasn't happened since uh, Brandon Lee. Was that the last time a, a uh, bullet was probably fired from a prop gun on set? I would have to think that in the amount of time since then, there have been incidents. Maybe they didn't result in a death or anything, but like right. something mm-hmm. malfunctioning or going wrong with a well, with a gun. The point is that there were... There's procedures and and it's very regulated how to do gun scenes and it's it's the armorer's job a lot of times to make sure there's how did a bullet even make it you know onto that set why would there be a re- real bullet anywhere near the movie now supposedly how does Alec Baldwin so, not know whether or not he pulled a trigger. Well, he, oh, set, he right. just killed he somebody. Set. I mean, the, the 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 your brain and what you're going you think to his brain erased the memory. I'm not that saying he it erased played. it, but uh, look, or uh, he's lying, or he's lying, right? But uh, it must have been a traumatic event to have gone through. I'm sure. Uh, but what about all the armors who were supposedly shooting, uh, doing shooting practice on the set in the back and just messing around with the gun? Um, there's a lot of questions I have uh, well, about it now. 
Alec Baldwin, he's the one that pulled the trigger. She's the one that died because of him. So is he directly responsible? Yeah, yeah. a little. Just uh, rule number one of gun safety is if you had a gun, whether you thought it was unloaded or you thought it had a blank, you don't point it at somebody. You don't point it at somebody. And if this is a gun that could, under some circumstances, actually fire something, you, those same rules should okay, apply. But you're trying to talk for like you know what act movies like sets are like, and how gun safety. You have no idea how gun safety is around movie sets. Yeah, but I know what gun safety is. Yeah, I know how you treat a gun. Either use a use a gun that doesn't have any mechanism. You know, it was supposed to not. It was supposed to be completely benign that that gun now are you saying oh well for the purposes of setting up the shot you never would have pointed it at somebody to set up the camera angle would, behind you if i knew something was a gun that could fire any kind of ammunition i wouldn't no point i wouldn't point. Yeah. of course but you're on a movie set you're not expecting right. to shoot I'm not ammunition all the blame on alec baldwin here aren't you aren't you on a movie set where you don't expect it to fire yeah, he probably yeah, was yeah. more surprised than anybody else when it when it went off. Well, testing of the gun shows it could not <laughs> right. have fired without the trigger being pulled. Baldwin thought he was holding a cold gun that is one without live ammunition. So both of you guys are correct. The actor's lawyer said that there's more detail in the report that needs to be shared. The gun fired in testing only one time without having to pull the trigger when the hammer was pulled back and the gun broke in two different places. The FBI was unable to fire the gun in any prior test even when pulling the trigger because it wasn't such poor conditions so it sounds like they're gonna come out well, um i mean you know, that makes it sound like the gun wasn't any condition to, be, to be able to tell you what it was like when Wait. alec baldwin either did or didn't pull the trick or whatever did it break did the gun break in his hands when i don't know when the gun was broken because now they can't fire now it's in poor condition and now it's hard to tell what was fired yeah, it sounds like a big yeah, mess. Just use a fake gun made out of wood or metal or whatever. <laughs> your, your solutions to the movie industry <laughs> yeah, are so easy. Just don't yeah. use a don't use no. a real. I mean, that seems pretty common sense. Don't use a real gun. Well, it also wasn't in the script that he. I don't think he fires the gun in the script, which is also is Alec Baldwin still sticking by? I didn't. I don't know what happened, but I didn't pull the trigger. Yeah. No. Bidding for Prince Harry's Las Vegas underwear has reached a quarter of a million dollars. <laughs> the underwear Prince Harry wore when he played strip pool during a wild Las Vegas weekend is up for grabs and auction, and the bids are crazy high. As we told you, former stripper Carrie Royale ended up with the undies and decided to put them on the auction block for the 10th anniversary of the prince's visit. The bidding started at 10000 and had a shot past 250000 so far. The online part of the auction is still up until September 30th. So, Buzz, you still got time. And it's only, them at, up. it's only at a quarter million Put now. them in your bedroom. You Okay, you put up most of the money. I'll put it in a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then we can clone a royal. Ooh. What, you think there's genetic material in those shorts? <laughs> I do. Yeah, probably. They were playing strip <laughs> billiards. <laughs> I don't know how many guys were playing, but there must have been a lot, a lot of balls, balls on, on the table. <laughs> <laughs> oh, with your news, I'm Megan McCormick. All right, let's take a break. We're going to come back in just a moment and much more of the Buzz Adams Morning Show for your Monday ahead right after this. KLAQ El Paso and KLAQ.com. Buzz, what's the news? I'm not the thief. KLAQ rocks. 
If opening your energy bills have you saying, what? It might be time to go solar with SunWatt. SunWatt is a local company, and they pride themselves on their transparency, fair prices, and professionalism. They install and service the panels as well. They've got several financing options to make sure you get a hold of their product, and all their product comes with 25-year production warranty. Renewable energy, all you have to do is harness it, and what better city to do that than the Sun City? Call SunWatt Energy. At 915-300-0411. That's 300-0411. Or visit wattenner.com. W-A-T-T-E-N-E-R dot four zero. Originating in El Paso for El Paso. The Buzz Adams Morning Show. 95.5 KLAQ. Coming up on Loudwire Nights, tonight we had a vote. Maybe you voted. The three best songs by Stone Temple Pilots. Let me make sure I get the wording right here. The three songs from the album you voted Stone Temple Pilots best. So the listeners have voted, and from that album we will play three selections. Also, uh, new Five Finger Death Punch, special guest Ivan Moody. All coming up this week, but we'll start off the show with those three songs for the album. The fans voted as Stone Temple Pilots' best. Joanna, do you enjoy a pina colada from time to time? Megan, I'll yeah, ask you, do yeah. you enjoy a pina colada from time to time? I do. I like to be, you know, on a tropical vacation, <laughs> usually, Even when if, I get on. Yeah. But, yeah, I like a pina colada. Sure. And that's supposed to be the hot drink of the summer. The hot drink? That's, Not that hot. Is it's an cold. Oxymoron. It's supposed to be yeah. cold, right? Cold. An analytics firm looked at sales data from bars across the country, and one drink jumped way up the list of most popular cocktails. Uh, pina coladas are the popular drink this summer. They are being ordered 87 times more than usual. Pina colada is rum, cream of coconut, pineapple juice, and lime juice. Um, Mojitos have also had a good year, though. Passing old fashions as the fourth most popular cocktail. One time I was in a, a biker bar, and... Probably my drink was a little yuppie-ish to begin with. It wasn't a pina colada, but it was a gin and tonic. And I guess gin and tonic over the din of the jukebox and the crowd and everything might have sounded like pina colada because this guy brings me this fruity-looking drink with a little umbrella, like a freaking pineapple wedge in it at a biker bar. I'm like, what's that? It's what you ordered, a pina colada. I said, I ordered a gin and tonic. Gin and tonic pina colada. Gin and tonic pina colada. Sure. I can see it. Telephone number to call the studio directly is 915-910-4995. 915-910-4995. Here is Anthony talking about the, well, the FBI says that the gun that Alec Baldwin pointed at what was she? Assistant director, I think. Cinematographer. Cinematographer. Uh, Hutchins. Could not have just gone off by itself. 
even though Alec Baldwin swears he didn't pull the trigger. Hi, Anthony. What's up, Anthony? Mm. Oh, no. Anthony? Anthony? I'm going to put Anthony on hold for a sec. Anthony, one more chance. <laughs> yeah. Anthony! <laughs> Let's talk to Adam. I'll check back on Anthony. Hi, Adam. Hi, can you hear me? What's yep. up, Adam? Yep, can hear you loud. Oh, hi. <laughs> hey, guys, I just uh, got in the car to head to work, and I heard you guys were talking about the Alex Baldwin ordeal. Um, I actually own a couple of uh, prop guns for, like, movie sets and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. uh, so when it came to, like, old Western-type uh, guns, uh, there is a, uh, you know, famous one being a Colt. The uh, solenoid, what they'll do is they'll fill in the solenoids where you can't actually physically load in a bullet. The um, right. so on, on sets, it will look like if it's loaded, but technically it's not. The gun that Alex that. Baldwin was, was using, if, if I heard my information correctly or not, is a... Um, oh, <laughs> it was I mean, a forty-five Colt. Long Colt. It was a forty-five Colt? Okay, so... Long Colt, it says. So one of they do is they do have a prop gun and then they have a live gun. And the reason for the live gun on set is for them to actually test out the effects of what a real bullet does. Now, one of the ordeals is that they have also a prop gun that, you know, the actors are supposed to use. Now... God, that just seems like you're asking for trouble. Hey, we got these identical guns. But there are people in right? chart. I mean, uh, there are people that this is their job, right? Correct. So the, the only deal is that they have an armory. So basically you have a gentleman that's in charge of keeping these guns completely separate. So the ordeal is that the actor will get the prop gun, which will have a cap in it. So when you shoot it, gunpowder, you know, the effect of it being shot. Um, now there is the guns that uh, Buzz was talking about, like a wad or something like that. When you shoot it, a wad comes out. Now that doesn't affect the shot, the actor whatsoever. And in a sense, it looks like the real McCoy. And I guess you can say, now you have the live gun, which again, the armory guy is supposed to sign off on it saying, mm -hmm. okay, this is being shot. This is with a live round in a designated area. Now that's where, and that's where my understanding with the, you know, whole Alex Baldwin thing is that, Supposedly, the armory guy was not even there that day. So they just said, here's a gun, do the set. You're not supposed to, you know, pull the trigger whatsoever. Now, there's also information that I also heard that the gun was malfunctioning on the set, too. So they actually took that gun off the set completely and was in a designated area. But from my understanding is that somebody from the movie set said, hey, grab this gun, oh, but no. they were saying, mm. grab the prop gun. That's what they were potentially saying, grab the prop gun, and then all of a sudden, somebody on the movie set said, okay, I'm going to grab the gun, went to grab the malfunctioning gun. The expert wasn't there, though, the the gun wrangler, the armorer, I guess is what they call yeah. the job, right? So the armory guy that's supposed to, you know, say, okay, this is being signed off, this is being signed off. But supposedly, I don't know what the ordeal is, but he says he wasn't there, he was sick, I don't know. There was just, you know, this whole, I hear multiple stories about, you know, oh, this. No, the, you know. for Russ, the armor was there. It was that girl. 
Was she there oh, that day, though? Yeah, she was there. Okay. But, it sounds like there could have been multiple failures, and maybe there was just like a careless, you know, lackadaisical attitude what, on the set, maybe. What's unfortunate is this you know. girl who was the head armorer, this was her second time being the head armorer on a film, and a feature-length film, and her father is supposedly a legendary armorer throughout the entire hey, movie industry. Uh, Adam, I, w- I wanted to ask you a question. Um you're talking about prop guns. Have you ever been to like an old west show? They put them on in Dodge City and back in the old days. Oh like, yeah, you know at Fiesta, Texas and stuff. What kind of guns are they using there? Because those are loud. I mean, they really get a good pop out of those guns. So you guys can actually look it up. They actually have. Um, see, in Japan, you can't own legal firearm in Japan. So what they do is they make these realistic looking guns. And they sell them. So movies actually tend to buy those, even uh, old Western reenacts and stuff like that. They buy those type of guns, and you, uh, they look like the real deal. I mean, when I mean the real deal, I'm talking about legitimately. The functioning, the whole, the only difference is that the firing pin is not uh, not in them, and you can't install a firing, in, uh, firing pin. I'm sorry. You can't install a firing pin. And majority of the cylinders are seized up with, you know, weld or whatever they do to, you know, that's why you can't load a bullet in. You can put a cap mm-hmm. cap in, and the cap gives you that, you know, effect of a loud bang. It's just basically the gunpowder and stuff like that. Now, when it comes to prop guns and the, the cap and stuff like that, the blow, the cap... Um, I'm sorry, the, the capacity of you pulling the trigger, let's just say that, you know, you point a gun and you put it on the dude's forehead, even though it's a prop gun, that can technically still kill you, mm-hmm. unfortunately, uh, just because of the, the gunpowder capability coming out of that barrel. That's what happened to, there was an actor named John Eric Hexum who was fooling around with a gun and he like playing Russian roulette, he stuck it right to his head, and it was some kind of like gunpowder walking, mm-hmm. whatever, that killed him. All right, well, listen, Adam, thanks. Appreciate the call. Thanks, Adam. No problem, Chief. Right. Have a good one, guys. Chief, like that. Oh, hey, Chief. <laughs> What's going on, Chief? <laughs> Let me see what else is going on today. Monday. Monday. Oh, I want to show you a video. It's a young bear cub who's under the influence of somebody. Nico, you're the one, because I know you know what this substance is. What do you think this bear cub <laughs> in Turkey is on? Okay. Glad to be it's, not, it's, not, it's not cannabis of any kind. Okay. Oh. Oh, what a cute bear. Oh, oh he's tripping. Okay, that, okay, that bear's tripping balls. Okay, right. He's, he's obviously on something. Yeah. Okay, adorable He's cub. in the back of a truck. Uh, just in a truck. And they're filming him. They had to give him medical care because of something he had ingested. What's your guess? You mean from the title of yeah. the video? Yeah, ignore the title of the video. <laughs> My guess? Okay, uh, he got into some wild mushrooms, man. There's no way you could have guessed this, but it was hallucinogenic honey. Oh! As it says Mad clearly honey. on the... Right, and so there's this stuff that it's a kind of honey 
uh, that's mm-hmm. supposed to be hallucinogenic if you take enough of it. So mm. the reason sure enough, is because I, the bees. I went on Amazon and found out you can order it. So the I ordered a whole batch the, of it. You <laughs> ordered a whole batch of it. <laughs> sure did. The bees who make the honey get the pollen from a poisonous plant. Then they okay. they make honey out of the poisonous pollen, and the pollen will get, get you get you high like nice. it did this bear. All right, where are you? You look. The bear is just like you can tell he's breathing. He's like, man, I'm. This is going too hard. His man. eyeballs are like the size of his. Yeah, they're tiny. He's almost like like he's uh, malnourished. Look bear. God, love his legs are just open. He looks like he's just very comfortable. <laughs> oh bother! Oh bother! Young bear cub was high on hallucinogenic honey, or it's also called mad honey. Also, you can find it in Buzz's cupboard. You can because it's not very good. It's not good, and, and it, it never really works. doesn't have enough. Yeah. <laughs> not that we could tell. We tried it on biscuits. We tried it on crackers. Yeah. We tried just eating spoonfuls yeah. of it. <laughs> didn't do just anything. Grabbing it with your hands, like like Winnie the Pooh, yeah. put yeah. it in your right. mouth. This was basically. He didn't even have pants on. Oh <laughs> Would you care for a mackerel of hallucinogenic honey? <laughs> <laughs> oh, where did my pants go? <laughs> so they're, yeah, and they sell it. I don't know why it's legal, but they sell it. They shipped it right from uh, Nepal, mm-hmm. is where this came from, right to my house. And we tried it to see if it would work, and uh, we registered no effects. Mm. But this bear got a hold of some of the good stuff. <laughs> look, at that, look, look at this crazy bear. Oh, the poor bear. Oh, he's just confused and disoriented. Also, he doesn't seem like he's in any hurry to get out of the back of that pickup truck. So the reason they've got him there is they're taking him in to give him some kind of medical care, which they were able to do. I see. Okay. Uh, The bear was treated by vets. Turkey. No bears were harmed in the making of that video. I'm glad that they treated him nicely. Like, he could have ended up, I don't know, dinner for all I know. He could. You think they eat bears in Turkey? <laughs> You're saying that's like a common meal for them. Hey, we found this effed up bear. Let's let's make kebabs out of him. Yeah, that's what shawarma is, right? <laughs> I don't think that's what shawarma is at all. <laughs> uh, all right, let's take a break. We're going to come back in just a couple of minutes. More of the Buzz Adams Morning Show is headed your way right after this. Do not readjust. The KLAQ Morning Show will be back. Right after this. Leave it there. Brian can sell your home. I'm talking about Brian Birds and the home selling team powered by EXP Realty. Brian Birds is the only agent I would call because... Uh, stories from around the country with some audio that goes along with them. We'll start off with the uh, guy in Denver who called out his neighbors for letting dogs poop on his front lawn and not picking it up. Um, Has that ever happened to you? Have you ever seen like a somebody walking their dog and they poop and you think, oh, they're going to pick it up and they don't? I mean... 
in as much as I was the guy, yeah. <laughs> you I mean, don't like, carry I, bags I, with you when you take the dogs? Sometimes I forget. The dogs are usually really good. They're really good about not doing it, but they, they've dropped it before. And then what I'll do once I get back to the house, then I'll get a plastic bag and go back on my bike to where they dumped it. but That's totally appropriate. Yeah, but for anybody watching it, if it looks like, alive, yeah, yeah. it looks like I walked away, <laughs> which I, I guess I did, but I don't know. I just didn't have the bags. Also, I wanted it to kind of sit there and maybe get a little harder before uh-huh. I had to pick it up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I wanted it I didn't want to pick it up while it was still steaming, but I didn't have a I didn't have a plastic bag anyway, but I I yeah, I'm like I'm not going to leave it. Joanna's in the back like that's why I have cats. <laughs> <laughs> so the guy first of all he put out signs asking neighbors to be respectful, you know, pick up after your dogs. Then he went another step further and put up a stand with free bags, so Oh, good for him. Yeah. I'm picturing it like the bags in the produce section of the grocery store. You just pull one off and then you've got a bag. Uh, so finally, this guy, Andrew Rausch, is the man in Denver. His name is Andrew Rausch. He installed a security camera. He was going to catch people in the act of letting their dogs uh, poop on his yard. He got footage of one of the culprits. So some guy walking a a white dog didn't pick up its poop, and Andrew went on next door to call him out for it. Apparently the guy Uh, saw that post because he came back after that and left another gift, this time his his own poop. (gasps) Okay, if you know that you just got busted by a security camera, don't you know the security camera is there so they're going to – or maybe it's just like – I don't, you don't like dog anymore. poop? I'm going to poop on your yard myself. Get a load of this. <laughs> the security camera caught the neighbor uh, pooping in the same rocks that his dog had pooped in. Oh, my God. And Ra- Mr. Roush, the homeowner, thinks it was in retaliation <laughs> for the next door post. Revenge pooping? Yeah, it was revenge Definitely pooping. Definitely sending a message. So he called the police, and the last we heard is that they're... Still trying to figure out who the guy is. Although it sounds, I mean, it makes it sound like the homeowner knows exactly who this guy is. So here is uh, Andrew Roush talking about the uh, the pooping neighbor and his ordeal. My man was walking his dog, comes up here and pulls his shorts down and defecated on our property. I think it's probably retaliation. I just like to think that most people are going to be courteous and respectful and responsible pet owners and clean up after them, but. When these kinds of things happen, you end up on the news. I mean, people have gotten me upset before, but they've never gotten me pooping mad. (laughs) (laughs) Now, number one on the yard, you don't even have to be mad to do that to somebody. I just have to be your friend (laughs) (laughs) and at your house. Next story comes from San Francisco. Have you? It's been a. It's been like fifteen years since I visited San Francisco, but. What I hear about it is that they've they've got a real problem with with homeless people on the street and yeah, uh, yeah. defecating and I guess the city won't won't. I mean, what do you do? What do you do with a homeless person? You put them in jail? How right. you know, and, is it illegal to be homeless? Uh, but I guess they got some real problems and they're calling this a scam. Somebody in San Francisco. Uh, went around putting flyers on the windshield of a car that basically said, 
hey, I don't want to be a thief, so I need you guys to pay me so I don't <laughs> rob your stuff. How crazy is this? <laughs> Look, I'm definitely going to rob you, but I would like not to. So it's basically extortion. The fly- yeah. Just imagine coming out to your car and finding a flyer that says the following. I don't want to steal anymore, but I still have bills to pay. Can you please help? And then there were three ways to pay, PayPal, Cash App, or a QR code to send Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> so they would actually send Bitcoin. Because, you know, San Francisco. Uh, here is one of the San Franciscans who found this flyer on their window. Uh, Marcia Sifan talking about how she felt. She felt it was a threat. I was actually a little scared, a little rattled. I didn't know if they were going to come back to break into my car or anyone else's car. It was something I had to consider every time I came to work and um, actually just adjusting the way I parked and where I parked. So it did affect me, um, and it still does. Local news looked into it, and it turned out that the same note had been left on a bunch of cars around the University of San Francisco recently. Um, so we heard that that lady, she's worried the person's going to come back and break into her car if she didn't pay up. Well, I have a question, Buzz. What's to stop him from still breaking in once you paid him? Maybe they give you like whenever you donate to the police fund, they give you a little thing that says I donated to the police fund. And you think that's probably going to get you out of a ticket, but it really doesn't. So, <laughs> But in this case, maybe whoever put this up would give you a little sticker. Hey. I paid your stupid Bitcoin ransom. <laughs> don't break into my car. Hang on their rear view mirror. I, I don't know if somebody who's used to stealing for their livelihood <laughs> is going to be trust trustworthy like that. <laughs> I'm not San sure. Francisco police say it's the first time that they've seen this tactic used. I I wonder how many people. Yeah. Might as well just I'll do it. I'll send you a little cash app. Love. <laughs> Buzz, please send me some money so I don't have to steal from you, okay? <laughs> I'm going to steal from you if you don't send me money. Yeah, but you're going <laughs> to steal from me anyway. I would never accuse Nico. I would never think Nico would steal. Well, he wouldn't steal a lot of cash. I would, he no, might steal I would, like a five. <laughs> like, I need gas. He won't miss it. But he... You definitely, I feel like if Nico comes over and we have a few drinks, he grabs an armful of beer on his way out. I definitely do not. Never? Def- not an no. armful. <laughs> what's What's the most beers you've grabbed out of that refrigerator in the garage on your way out? Uh, two. <laughs> right. <laughs> road beers. Right, road beers, but without telling the person. <laughs> but I mean, you kind of know, right? I kind of expect it. Yeah. yeah and I kind of expect you to expect it. Yeah. You guys are just that comfortable in your friendship. He doesn't need to alert you. <laughs> Where would the line be, Nico, in your mind? Like, at what point would I be justified in getting upset? Mm. Golf clubs? Uh, <laughs> a 20. If oh, you yeah. took a 20. Oh, a 20? Yeah. Yeah. I would never take money what if from he you. Takes mm. Fives, but they like add up to 20. I would never do that. This isn't even a question. You would never be like, oh, there's Buzz's wallet. I really need some gas. And I helped him this week. So in my mind, I'm just a, I did some. I did a favor for him. So he kind of owes me. So I'm going to take a fiver. A fiver? You're telling me a scenario like that has never taken place. Not that I remember off the bat. What if I told you that I have cameras set up in my house? 
and that I know for a fact that you did. Yeah, you definitely don't have a camera set up. I know, I know everything about your house. <laughs> I thought I would catch you. <laughs> I thought I'd trip you up. Fernando Tatis Jr. is one of the big stars of Major League Baseball, and we were talking toward the end of last week. It, it looked like he was going to be coming to El Paso and playing for the Chihuahuas yeah. and doing some physical rehab. That's not going to happen because Tatis has been suspended for 80 games over a positive PED test. Performance-enhancing drugs. So he's yeah. not going to be playing in El Paso. I guess he's not going to be playing anywhere else. Nope, not for 80 games. What is that? Is that the rest of the season? 80 games? <laughs> there are so many games. I think it's about the rest of the yeah, season right. at this point. There like, could be that. That's only half the season? Well, there's so many baseball there's games. So oh, many my gosh. Do you, so do you many. remember what it I don't like know. Like what a typical schedule is. I don't remember. Right. 2000. <laughs> it's just, it seems like it. I mean, by the time you get to this time of the year around the All-Star, you know, before the All-Star break, it seems like they played 2000 games. It's 162. So it's about half of a season he got um, suspended for. Unpaid. Won't be coming to El Paso. Television tonight, The Bachelorette on ABC. Anybody watching The Bachelor at this time around? Mm-hmm. Are you? No. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> You're not watching it, boss? Not this time. It's not, not Bachelor in Paradise. Oh, good point. And that's when it gets... That's when Is there Bachelorette in Paradise? No, I think it's just Bachelor in Paradise because they have roughly equal number of men and women. Okay. So they might have a, you know, a dozen dudes and a dozen girls and they just... You know, they're on a beautiful beach, and they're hardly wearing any clothes, and I imagine there's ample alcohol, alcohol provided. <laughs> I definitely recommend Bachelor in Paradise over either The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. <laughs> if, if your wife tells you, you got to watch A Bachelor or A Bachelorette with me, see if you can get them to give you a concession to make it A Bachelor in Paradise, because that's <laughs> a lot more easier. Uh, NBC has American Ninja Warrior. Tonight at 7, and AMC's got the series finale of Better Call Saul. Uh, that airs tonight. Running Wild with Bear Grylls on National Geographic. These are all new episodes. Black Widow star Florence Pugh joins Bear. Man! Rainforest to Costa Rica. What an actress that young Florence Pugh is. Absolutely. I yeah. think like a future Meryl Streep type. She's really fantastic. Who? Pew. Oh, yeah. Florence Pew. How's Bear Grylls pulling these A-listers to go hiking with him in the de- in the deserted rainforest? Well, I mean, he he had Obama do it a couple of years ago, a few years ago, and that's about you know as far as Ash- level of recognizability, you don't get much higher than than Obama. Ashton Kutcher. Ashton Kutcher uh, did it. Who was it? There was somebody like the very first oh, um, episode. It was like wow. Who? What the actress? Meryl Streep? No, no. Black Swan. Oh, Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman. I was really impressed. He goes from Natalie Portman to Bobby Bones to Florence Pugh. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I hate the mention of Bobby Bones. I was having a pretty good Monday. I was putting a pretty good Monday here together, and you have to bring up Bobby (laughs) Bones. Why? Sorry. Why do you have to do that? So sorry. Uh. Could you survive in the 
in the woods, Buzz? More, if than, I had Bobby a survival, More than Bobby Bones? If I had a survival expert telling me what to do <laughs> and, like, which cactus water I can drink or whatever, yeah, I could probably, I could probably do it. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen an episode. He doesn't make them do stuff, like, without his... They're not out there without him, right? No. Great question. <laughs> Have you never seen a running or whatever well, it is I used to watch, Bear Grylls? No, I used to watch the original ones where it was just him. And then he got he got into trouble for them kind of producing more of his adventures than would, would have been necessary. And supposedly he like slept in, in nice uh, accommodations when, when they weren't running. Oh, and then it's like, okay, and then in the morning he goes out and gets in the sleeping bag yeah. and pretends he's been sleeping out there. Yeah, I, so I didn't like that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, I don't care about that. <laughs> Uh, there's a little look at what's uh, happening on TV. The Cowboys ended up uh, losing on Saturday their uh, preseason opener against Denver 17-7. to Nobody gets really shaken up. Preseason. Yeah, it's Nobody's preseason. Playing. You know, I hear some people say preseason, none of the starters are playing, but... You know, it's not like they're playing patty cake because you got a lot of guys out there who are trying to earn a spot on the oh, team. Oh, well, the so Jets th- quarterback, I think, got really hurt or something mm-hmm. happened there. So, yeah, there are, yeah, I mean, there are players. You see guys really, really giving it everything they yeah, got. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, I, they showed Dak over on the sidelines. I don't even, he didn't have shoulder pads on or anything. So there was no way Dak was getting into the game. No. But Deshaun Watson got into the game for Cleveland and they're saying he got booed. Uh, I don't know if this is the sound of booing or just general crowd sound, but here's what it uh, sounded like when Deshaun got in the game. And uh, that follows Friday when he uh, apologized to women that he had impacted after being accused of sexual misconduct. All right, we're going to take a break. We've got another hour of the Buzz Adams Morning Show ahead. If you want to be part of it, you can give us a call. Call 915-910-4995, 915-910-4995 to talk to the Buzz Adams Morning Show and more coming up right after this. I'm Daniel Paulus, and whether you're wrapping up your... Joanna's going to have entertainment news on the way for us. We've got that standing by. It is Monday morning. There's a health trend on TikTok, which if it's a health trend on TikTok, there's like an 80% chance within a couple of days is doctors this- are going to come out and say, don't do this. <laughs> yeah, this is absolutely. taping your mouth shut at night so you don't snore. <laughs> Did I not tell you about this last week? Oh my week? God, what? It's called mouth taping, and it is a trend on TikTok. This article that I'm reading says TikTok is obsessed with it, but I think they say that about everything on TikTok. So some lady uh, originally put up a TikTok saying that if you sleep with your mouth taped shut and prevent your mouth from opening, you won't mouth breathe, and and that will keep more moisture in you. You'll stay, You'll sleep better. I have now this much I have heard from reputable sources is that you sleep better if you're breathing in and out through your nose. If you're able to do that, uh, if you're able to, if you're able to, but you shouldn't tape your your mouth shut. They they give the reason why. I'll I'll say this: probably not. Nobody breathes only through their nose while they sleep. I think everybody probably does a little bit of both. And but people who have severe sleep apnea. 
Um, they're just using these who, pictures. They're just using masking, masking tape. tape. Yeah, <laughs> looks like. <laughs> Use some duct tape or something. <laughs> some of that black electrician's tape. They're not even, but it's not even it's a, over the full mouth. Right. This is not a brand new idea, uh, but it's trending, and some people swear by it. They say, "Oh, when I put a little piece of tape over my mouth, I just, when I wake up, I just feel so much better." Uh, some of the nose breathing health benefits. Uh, help circulate oxygen through your your body if you're breathing through your nose. This is what's claimed. Yeah. Um, yeah, you could die if you throw up in the middle of the night. Just All so right. everybody knows, it's not no. true. Nose breathing does not make you help uh, circulate oxygen more. <laughs> I also, would... uh, what kind of tape are they using? Because <laughs> I feel like if you just leave it on all night, like regular tape, it's going to fall off. We were just talking about masking tape. Oh, it's masking tape. Well, one, yeah. one of the things the doctor says is that tape do- looks flimsy. It looks like the kind of thing that could easily go into you're your mouth inhale and in your throat. Well, you're, you're you could inhale it in the middle of your inhale it. And the next thing you know, your dreams are interrupted by you choking <laughs> on this piece of tape that you put over your mouth. Most experts say forcing yourself to breathe through your nose isn't a good thing. It could be dangerous if you get congested in your sleep. I don't know. I heard a a podcast about it. Really? You heard a that is very reliable. Hmm. Well, it was a, it was a podcast that I think usually is you know pretty serious. It's the stuff you should know uh, podcast, and they they said enough to make me think. Oh, I'm going to try and consciously when I can think of it get in the habit of breathing through my nose yeah, it's not great being a mouth breather right. no. well it's an insult too yeah you're a mouth breather <laughs> <laughs> but at night you can't help it just so everybody knows that a lot of people um, who have really bad sleep problems might have sleep apnea you might be snoring in the middle of the night and when you put tape over your mouth you're just yeah you're just gonna suck that right up right down the old hatch i guess <laughs> there's supposedly a code word i want to see if uh the ladies on the show know if you're late somebody's giving you trouble and you're at a bar there's a code that you say to the bartender to let them know that you're in peril of oh. some kind do you know what it is um like you ask for an angel shot or something like that um, Join is correct. Oh, well, that's that's part of it. You I know there's like shot? different codes, but I know yeah, like you go the to the angel. bar and you say, "Hey, that guy's an ass." What if the ass is right next yeah, to you? Yeah. What if he's hovering, like he won't leave your side? Yeah. Well, and you t- can't say, "Hey, okay, call nine one one." If a woman in a club feels threatened, either by the guy she's there with or just any random guy. They order an angel shot. Can I have an angel shot? And it tells the bartender and the staff, hey, keep an eye. Make sure this doesn't go sideways. Make sure that it doesn't look like anybody's trying to mess with me in a way they shouldn't be. Are all bartenders aware of this? Right. I know. What because happens you'd if really be busted like- if, if, they, if you went up to a new guy or whatever and ordered an angel shot. Huh. I never heard of that one. What are the ingredients? And then you got yeah. to come up Nine parts whiskey. One, one part, part rape. <laughs> one part help. Two but part me. If you know that term, <laughs> isn't there at least a chance that the person that you feel is threatening you might also know well, that term? Or if he was like, make it two. I got it. 
you know. Yeah, like, get, you, make it two. Make it two angel shots. Also, if you're worried because the person's standing right there, if you order an angel shot, he's expecting them to bring something out. I don't know if there's Wait, a protocol yeah. for I'm, that. You know, I'm confused. Why would a girl be next to somebody she feels threatened by? The guy has glommed onto her and won't leave her alone, yeah. or maybe she, you know... Was initially, what do you, mean you're you know, at some I'm point. Confused have you not seen how sometimes guys can be a little creepy? I have, and every girl I know is pretty vocal about get the hell away from me yeah, or well, leave me alone. Not every if girl he still won't vocal. leave you alone after that. Sometimes I think it's once, once, once the point yeah. it's gone from annoying to threat, aggressive. Yeah, I usually I can give a. I'm I'm a pretty. It's happened to me only once or twice, but if I give a good look to the bartender, that usually. <laughs> That one. Like a, you know, like a. Uh, and then he'll come over scared. and. He's a creep. Keep an eye on him. He's a creep. He's a creep. I feel threatened. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so enough people know the angel shot trick that what a lot of women or some women are doing, saying, ask the bartender, is Angela working? And that's supposed to have the same effect. What if Angela works there? What if. <laughs> What if, if, really what if your bartender's name is Angela? Angela? Right. Here I am. You know what? Just be safe and don't interact with creepy people. And that's and, such easy things yeah, to say. Nico's that never like been in a rapey that's, situation. That sounds like such a privileged dude thing to say, doesn't it? I mean, I wish I had women trying to glom onto me. Creepy you or whatever? No, not that far. Let's get a look at the Mo Show calendar and Daily Almanac of events. We are uh, going to have entertainment news with Joanna headed your way. Today's Best Friends Day. Woo! Hey, buddy. Oh, thanks for the reminder. I need to call Matt Kaplowitz today. <laughs> Wish so, him a happy Best Friends Day. You're such a dick to me. <laughs> <laughs> today is National Leather Craft Day. People who make crafts out of leather. And you wouldn't think that there was a lot of that, but that means you haven't been on Etsy. <laughs> there's a lot of, like, leather goods There's also they a lot in, Etsy. around here in New Mexico. There's actually a lot of awesome. classes uh, in town for you to learn to do, you know, make your own uh, leather craft. Buzz, I signed us up for National Dust Friends Day. We're going to get into leather together. Are you going to make Joanna and I gifts? <laughs> <laughs> oh. just, oh. just sound it out in your head before you say it sometimes, man. It's funnier. Today's National Thrift Shop Day. Megan, you learn a little bit about me every day, I think, you know, because we haven't known each other that long. Yeah. I'm all about going to like a consignment store Love or a that. yard sale. Or an antique store, or a thrift shop, mm. any of it. Mm. It's right up my alley. Love that. Birthdays today include Jennifer Lawrence, who played uh, Katniss in The Hunger Games. Oscar winner for Silver Linings Playbook. Uh, she is 32 today. Just like one of us. Right, Joanna? Oh, gosh. She's just oh, like I'm us. So, I'm so awkward. I'm so quirky. I love Look at- pizza. Look at me fall. <laughs> I like her a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but we're like, not buying that. I'm just like you people. I, I have a big crush on her. Joe Jonas of the Jonas Brothers is 33. Is that the, uh, I guess they're all good looking. Is he the one that was in? <laughs> is that the good looking <laughs> one? The one who was in Jumanji? Wait, which one is it, Joe? Joe, yeah. he's the uh, oldest one, right? No. Middle. Joe. He's the middle one. Oh, he's the one married to Sophie Turner. Yes. Not Jumanji Buzz. Which one was that? 
Was that Charlie or Dave? Nick. That was The Rock and Kevin no, Hart. Nick. No, no, no. In that movie, there was a younger Nick. dude. Nick. Jonas. Nick. All right. Jack Black. Actor Ben Affleck <laughs> is 50 today. He is uh, maybe going to show Ben back. Affleck. 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 Ben Affleck. <laughs> now I hear it. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Let me let me say it. Ben Affleck. 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 Ben Affleck. You're saying Affleck. Affleck. <laughs> ben Liberty Mutual turns fifty today. <laughs> liberty, 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 Liberty. That's the emu emu. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anthony Anderson, who played Dre on Blackish, is 52 today. And Deborah Messing, who starred in Will and Grace, mm-hmm. 54. It's a birthday for Pat Priest, who's 86. She was Marilyn Munster on The Munsters. So the whole gag was that The Munsters were a family made up of mo- monsters. Monsters. So Herman was like a Frankenstein. Yep. Uh, Lily. His wife was like a, I don't know, like an Elvira Elvira. That's, I said Esmeralda earlier, but I meant Elvira. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think like an Elvira <laughs> type. Yeah, like Elvira, the long hair. And, and Grandpa's a vampire. I mean, Grandpa's clearly a vampire. At little Eddie, right? Eddie Monster? Is that it? It was a little son? vampire. A little vampire. Right. Yeah. So if you, if you combine an Elvira with a Frankenstein, I guess you get a vampire. vampire. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's not, it's not as confusing as the Twilight movies were. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, the whole joke was that Marilyn Munster was, a, you know, a beautiful young woman who didn't have anything weird or... How old was she know. in the Munster? I think day. she was supposed to be like around 20, but if she's 86, I mean, yeah. she would have had to have been closer to 30 yeah. when she was playing Marilyn Munster. By the way, as one of the few surviving members of that original cast, she has a cameo in the... Rob Zombie remake, which comes oh, out nice. next month. So cool. Is the little boy still alive? I mean, he's not a little boy anymore, but Eddie. Yep. I Yes. And I think he also has he a has cameo. He has some kind of cameo. Oh, cool. cool. Did they have a little girl? No. Uh-uh. Just a little boy. A little boy. It was the other, it was the Adam family where they had a little Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Very confusing. This date in 1969, the Woodstock Music and Art Fair. The original Woodstock opened for three groovy days in upstate New York. Over 40,000 people attended. It was... 400. Oh, yeah, 400,000 people. What did I say? Did you say 40? Yeah, 400,000 people <laughs> I can't attended. Even... <laughs> what did you say? The brain, the brain waves are <laughs> 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 popping. <laughs> well, it was, it was almost half a million people. And it rained. There was a lot of mud. mud. At some point, there was some bad brown acid going around, so they had to get stay away Do from the Do not take the yeah. brown acid. It was exactly like that. Today is also National Back to School Prep Day. Our kids have been in school for two weeks going yeah. on. But from plenty of places around the country they haven't gone back yet they may not even be going back until next week what do you mean our kids well our el paso socorro athletic you know our kid in our town i don't take responsibility for that okay well kids local kids have gone back to school already but all across the country kids are heading back 
this week, next week, maybe some, some of them even Labor later. Day. Yeah, maybe yeah. after. Right. Wasn't that the deal? After Labor That's Day, you go did back. That's what we in the Midwest. Right. Yeah. You knew Memorial Day, you were pretty close. You yep. were either out or pretty close to being out of school and Labor Day back to school. Absolutely. All right. So today is National Back to School Prep Day. Well, hey, folks, it's uh, Joe Biden, <laughs> and it's the, it's the time, the time with the going back to school. Yeah. Well, uh, get everything you need to go back to school at the Biden back to school sale, like, man. Like I've got what? all the stuff you need, all of it. Well, at least the stuff I needed when I went back to school. Mm-hmm. Uh, need an inkwell and a quill? Get them here, man. A what? Need a bindle and a, and a bindle stick? You know, a, a kerchief wrapped around a stick so you can carry your school books. Like I've got it, man. Like Not on a backpack. Well, well, but what if it's cold? Well, I've got bread bags that you can wear over your feet, man. You know, for when it's cold outside and you have to walk 10 miles to school. Uphill both ways. I know what it's like. I just get a ride from my mom. So what are you waiting for? Hop on the rotary phone and ask the operator to connect you with me, Joe Biden, with the Biden back to school sale. It's happening now. Hi, folks. It's your favorite president, Donald Trump. And back-to-school time is upon us. So get ready for the Trump back-to-school sale. Everything your kids need. They're going to need it very strongly. Backpacks that the FBI can't break into. Special locks for their lockers so the feds can't break into their locker and find their classified documents. That comes in very handy. Need a lunchbox? Well, I've got FBI raid-proof lunchboxes. The feds will never find out what your kid is having for lunch. That I can tell you. I got a great deal on a crayon box for my kid and it's welded closed so the feds can't break into it. Sure, my son also can't access the crayons but that's fine. Right, Timmy? I have no comment at this time, Mother. That's a good boy. (laughs) The Trump Back to School Sale. Going on now. Boys lost their preseason opener against oh, Denver. No. Well, but they're not they're not with any of their starters. They didn't use any of their starters for these preseason games, right? Correct. Not not any of the big skill position stars. You won't see that. Well, I don't know. Only three preseason games for most teams. You might see them by the second game. You know, depending on the situation. Well, what if they get hurt? Usually. Usually they not not the big not the big boys not the big top runners. Not until the they're not going to be not until the third game. Usually regular season. Yeah. Well, this Saturday the Cowboys are in L.A. for their second of three preseason games, taking on the Chargers. So two road games. Our broadcast starts with the pregame show at seven this Saturday night. During the game, Loudwire Weekends will air on the KLAQ mobile app, so we wouldn't leave you without rock music for the hours that we're carrying the Cowboys. Regular season gets underway Sunday, September 11th. Cowboys and Buccaneers are visiting Dallas to play the Cowboys. Season opener is a home opener for the Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys football on the queue is brought to you by Miller Lite, Comfort Zone Heating and Cooling, and Speaking Rock Entertainment Center. Also, today we're starting registration for our Cowboy Flyaway trips. Any minute now, we're going to be telling you where to go to get signed up. But you can get all the rules and details at KLAQ.com. The Dallas Cowboys Touchdown Flyaway is powered by Miller Lite and special arrangements by 915 Tours. Nine total home games that we're giving uh, tickets 
With the airfare, we've got a meet and greet, a tailgate party. Cool. That sounds like fun. Yeah. Not too far either. Is that a direct flight from El Paso to Dallas? Every time that I've ever flown. Nice. I don't know. You I don't probably had to over. switch. I probably had to switch in Houston, like in yeah. some kind of yeah. yeah nowadays, I'm, I'm sure that sometimes it is. Honestly, is I can't remember the last time I flew. It had to have been three or four years ago. Since I was pre pandemic. Yeah, I haven't yeah. flown in a while either. Doesn't sound like fun out there in the airwaves. <laughs> I enjoy road trips, man. Me too. Those are like scared I, of planes. Me too. I am I'm too. Really I'm scared. Oh of my planes. gosh, I am. Oh, I'm so sorry, frightened. heights. No, I'm. I just don't. I don't like inconvenience, you know. And when you're driving, you can kind of leave when you want to. You can pack as much as you want to. I am with you. Yeah, I'm a I'd, road trip girl. You can stop and get all subs, beef and bean burritos the entire way to wherever you're. Well, <laughs> that's not true because yeah. once you get outside a certain area, why don't we have? All you can subs? drive through Colorado if you wanted to. Yeah, you could bring back souvenirs from Colorado. Some Colorado Rockies merch, mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever you're in the mood for. Um, Rocky Mountain oysters. <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> Got a neckline call that came in. We were talking about uh, the Munsters, the TV show, and uh, today is Pat Priest's birthday. She played Marilyn Munster, who was the the normal-looking family member, except the family thought she was, you know, hideous and deformed because she was so normal-looking. Eddie Munster was a werewolf, not a vampire. Get it right. Thanks. Bye. He's so right. You're so right. Uh, everybody in the fan chat has been saying that, too. Yeah. You know what it was? You know how he's got the widow's peak? The yeah, it looks like a vampire. I, I was thinking that were, like, the pointy ears and the visual confused me, but it is absolutely... Werewolf, 100%. I heard in the fan chat said something funny. Lily was a vampire and Herman Munster was Frankenstein's monster. What species was the milkman? Because (laughs) because Eddie's a wolfman? Okay, so let me see if I can get the lineage straight. Yeah, that's like a riddle. Grandpa is Lily's father. So he's a vampire and I, I would say Lily's a vampire. Vampress. Okay. Herman, who's a Frankenstein, married into the family. So if Herman is the father of Eddie, that means Frankenstein plus vampire equals werewolf. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. But he's not covered in hair. Well, he's still a child. But in this one photo, I went to the Munsters fan Wikipedia (laughs) and he's holding a werewolf doll. So maybe that's the tip off there. Uh, the Rob Zombie reboot of The Munsters comes out next month on, I believe it's all on Netflix. Uh, yep, listen, sometimes I don't know what I'm talking about. If Eddie Munster's a werewolf, fine. <laughs> did he ever get all hairy and how? Yeah, I remember that he did. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes, right? Yeah, maybe did. I always thought he was a vampire because he was always hanging out with grandpa. Mm-hmm, he was. And grandpa's a vampire, yeah. Also, I probably haven't seen an episode of the Munsters in 40 years. <laughs> Is another Monster Monday that's another part of it. 
Uh, Nico, you wanted to bring up some something crazy? I did. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene is bringing up uh, some crazy points in her, her personal uh, vlog video, videos that she does. And recently, hold, hold on. You're saying that Marjorie Taylor Greene is saying something kind of that people think is kooky. Right. And normally that shouldn't be news or, or surprising because everything would, she says is... It would really have to be something beyond the pale, right? Well, she's saying that discrimination against white men causes them to watch porn and play video games. Would you like to hear? Wait, wait, wait. Back up a second. So Marjorie Taylor Greene is saying that discrimination against white men... Right. Well, you know about the, the, the rampant discrimination against white men, right? Yeah. The, the huge problem that we have. Our, as I call it, the struggle. <laughs> Ridiculous. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene is flipping racial discrimination on its head, saying white people are the ones who are actually persecuted. Here she is. Does everything tell you guys through through Hollywood, through through you know books, through through music, through through our entire culture is that that white men are bad. White men, you know, they're bad. They 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 have to be pushed to the back. They shouldn't be listened to. <laughs> like to the back of the of bus. The bus? <laughs> it's almost like somebody said, Marjorie Taylor Greene, read this book about the history of minorities in america and then every time it says black or brown replace it with the white. word white <laughs> right it's like a counterfactual they're pushed to the back, back? what mm. who was made to sit in the back of things right not ancient history people who are still alive you know had to do this it's not like we're talking about 200 years ago but. okay what she else had more to say all right what that's done to uh, your generation and and even a little some of those a little older than you and those definitely younger than you is it has created hopelessness in, in many of these guys. Hopelessness, in white they're people. lost. They they grow up in a broken home or maybe a, just a really bad home. Wait, wait, um, wait, wait, wait. I thought the stereotype, the problem with African-American communities is that they're broken homes and there are no fathers in the home. It really is like she's taking all of these talking points and just inserting white, white dudes. Yeah. By the way, as they're doing the interview, it's a split screen and they got this young guy who looks like he's probably in his early 20s and it's almost like it looks like she's talking about him <laughs> but then she goes into why so much why there's so much porn addiction and video game addiction right. Did, have we gotten to that part not yet always there for them as they're growing up they spend time hours and hours alone uh which is what do they do with their time when they're alone they don't have an after school job if they're in high school maybe they don't they probably don't play a sport so they're spending hours and hours time alone which turns them to all kinds of bad things uh porn on the internet reading crazy stuff in, in chat rooms watching my videos <laughs> right. there and saying what they're saying um a you lot don't of have time to, playing you, playing you, video games and i know people don't like to demonize video games but i i do think that maybe has a role there for certain people can, um, can you pause yeah, for a second that's a pretty much that i feel like now i know what it's like when somebody mansplains stuff to you <laughs> <laughs> there's marjorie taylor green Talking about what it's like to be a poor, persecuted, young white man, white man in this country. <laughs> We're always getting pushed to the back and 
Oh. Naturally, you just turned and it, it, and it leads you online to these crazy places, <laughs> right? Like Marjorie Taylor Greene's campaign <laughs> website. <laughs> that that's just amazing. It really is. In in 2022, the world is upside down. I never would have thought that would have happened. Do you ever wake up some days and think, you know, there's a joke that everybody's nobody told me like this is the truman show right (laughs) we're hey everybody's going to pretend that all these people that don't make any sense (laughs) we're going to pretend that we should elect them to office and but we're not going to tell buzz so he's going to be the only (laughs) he's going to be the only like conservative republican who's like wait a minute what's going on here (laughs) why are you listening to a nut like this and then it's like we didn't tell him that we're pranking this all, all the past six years have been nothing but a prank and they didn't tell me oh we're trolling that's what we're doing that's why we, anybody would pay attention to anything uh marjorie, right. marjorie taylor gazpacho has to say there not only do we have the dc jail which is the dc gulag but now we have nancy pelosi's gazpacho police <laughs> That police sounds I delicious. Like maybe I didn't check my email and they were like, hey, we noticed you vote Republican. We noticed you, you know, you donated to uh, Bush's campaign, which is all stuff that I did. Maybe there was an email in there. For the next six years, just as a joke, we're going <laughs> to pretend to support go along all the most horrible people you could possibly We don't really imagine. mean it. We don't mean it, but it's going to drive them crazy. And then we'll eventually we'll come out and say, all right, it's, all, it's all a joke. We haven't lost our minds. They didn't tell me about the joke. <laughs> We've gone too deep. Right. No, nobody gave me a heads up that the Republican Party was going to go in this direction. They're starting to believe it. <laughs> uh, so there you go. There's Marjorie Taylor Greene talking about so bad being a young white man. You got to go to the you got to go to porn and <laughs> jerk it all day. <laughs> I mean, isn't she just describing like her perception of what a loser is? Yeah. <laughs> and they got this guy who looks like. He's the guy she's describing, and he's just kind of sitting there. <laughs> and it's like, dude, how are you not wearing glasses with all that porn addiction going on? <laughs> oh, man. Yep. So, Nico, what did you think about my plan for today? So, just a little show housekeeping here. I'm going to be off tomorrow. I have a, Buzz will I not have a pre-scheduled, tomorrow. very routine medical procedure that everybody who's uh, a male mm-hmm. or I guess identifies as a male is supposed to do. Male or female. Do, do yeah, females, females do. Yeah, I think after the age of 50, the, again, don't Did you just my... think guys got colonoscopies? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, Are you what? confusing it Until with the, a prostate? Yeah. In the second you know, I girls thought, don't have prostates. You guys have to do a thing where they put a camera up there and they're getting a look around. I had no idea. I thought it was just a guy thing. The finger. the most. <laughs> I thought it was the Listen. most. The finger. No, thing? no, 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 no. The female anatomy. Oh, I thought you were going to say the. No, the female <laughs> anatomy is is the, about the same in on that on the, on that end. <laughs> <laughs> just so I'm clear on this, which end are we talking about? <laughs> All ends. All okay. Right. So anyway, you're supposed to fast. You are. Well, my pers- because what they do is they put a roto rooter. Up oh, you, God. Yeah. They said I. Roto-Rooter. They said it was. They're gonna knock you out. So yeah. I guess that's the way they do it. They yep. knock you out. I guess I was supposed to have had this done sometime prior. In the last twenty five years. No, <laughs> like in the past <laughs> five, five years. So they, they knock you out. I'm not worried about the procedure. 
What I'm worried about is the 24 hours that I'm supposed to fast because they also give you this liquid. You mix it up with a powder, and you're just supposed to be nothing but drinking that, Mm -hmm. and it's just, you know. It's going to clear you out. Have you begun drinking it? No. And away goes troubles down the drain. So I told Nico what I'm going to do, or my plan is, I'm going to go out and get a big cheeseburger. (laughs) <laughs> Maybe mm. the biggest, greasiest cheeseburger, and I'm going to finish eating it. No, Joanna, they told exactly him 24 hours before they the told him not to eat for 24 for hours. 24 hours, and he's supposed to show up there at nine. So 9:30. you would think, oh, so procedure that means doesn't the, procedure that, doesn't start, that starts now. Then right? No, procedure yeah. doesn't start. Wow, till you 11. don't. You don't really. Yeah, know. but they're telling you to stop at nine. No. Right? Well, I think just they know, are. Buzz, whatever you ingest is going to come out real fast with that liquid. Oh, man. Well, so just, but I'll yeah, be unconscious, so it won't be my no, problem. No, today, during the day. Oh, right. So when I start drinking this. So don't eat anything. <laughs> so just know it's going to be, that's right. what it's going to be. So I want to ask, mm-hmm. and maybe somebody, I, I don't think we'll have time to take a call. Maybe somebody could just post it or send it a, uh, a voicemail. Pretty sure you won't. Guys who've done that stuff you drink, can you mix that up with some grenadine some and maybe vodka? a little vodka? <laughs> Maybe some creme de menthe. I think you know the answer to that. That's a no, right? Yeah, yeah probably. Despacho sure. uh, police. Right. <laughs> Have a great one, everybody. Uh, I'm going to be off tomorrow. I'll be back Wednesday. Also, later this week, Carlos Mencia is going to be in the studio awesome. with us beginning on Thursday. So he's coming in town extra early just cool, to be on the cool, show with cool. us. Have a great one, everybody. And check the Buzz Adams on demand. That'll be up loaded shortly so you'll have that on the way nico don't forget to do an after buzz tomorrow you're gonna have to get somebody else to uh to co-pilot it with you i guess i think we'll manage all right uh, have a great one everybody we'll talk to you except for me tomorrow so <laughs> you know what i think 